0: that before.
1: yeah, no, it's new. It did that last time too, was,
2: if you can recall. That was the result of a lawsuit or something, 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right.
0: <clears throat> so,
1: we're talking UFC 264 from the Apex Arena, sold out, 20,000 plus in Las Vegas, went down uh July 11th, 2021. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier Part three, the trilogy, they were coming in at one fight apiece. We'll start there with the main event. The result of the fight is almost the backdrop to kind of the shit that happened after. And everybody's take on where Conor McGregor is at at this point in his career and and where his legacy goes from here. But I guess we'll start with the X's and O's. Conor came out aggressive. He was doing some leg kicks, uh, trying to show he, he learned something new. Throwing some good lefts. And I would say he was competitive for at least the first minute of the fight. And then after that, Dustin completely took over and just started lighting him up with combo after combo. Uh, McGregor panicked, tried to get him in the clinch, went for a guillotine on the ground, which is a big mistake because he's got nothing for Dustin on the ground. Dustin being a, a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And then he was just unloading. Dustin was a ferocious variety of forearms pummeling mcgregor on the ground there was one point where dustin checked the leg kick and i didn't see this initially but i the announcers went back and and broke it down and and i watched it too that may have been where he cracked his ankle but he kind of does a step back after they each miss a, a punch a horrifying ankle break falls on the ground dustin just continues to mop him up the round ends and uh they stopped the fight because McGregor's ankle is broken. Um well,
0: let's just get this clear. It's a doctor stoppage, okay? Oh my yeah, god, his lawyers <laughs> will
1: come
2: after you. Doctor stoppage. It's a doctor stoppage.
1: That was the saddest thing I, I've <laughs> ever seen.
2: Uh that was the most that was one of the most pathetic things. I've ever seen in a fight or really in anything for that matter. A grown man who's just gotten embarrassed, broke his own leg, sitting on the ground, yelling at the ref to make sure it goes down as a doctor stoppage was so (laughs) sad to watch. And I say this, everything I'm about to say is coming from a person who slept with a bottle of proper 12 last night. Like it was a teddy bear. Yes. It was so sad to see.
1: Yes. So I I got two huge McGregor fans here. And even last night uh, we
2: were all texting
1: even rich was like nah dude this this is not a good look he's fucking done <laughs> Dustin kicked his ass like may, may i may i yes
0: okay By all means so let's start off let's start off with this right I, i'm on the ufc website and i'm looking at the numbers total strikes uh 43 to 36 mcgregor
1: surprising uh, i saw that too
0: yeah significant strikes 36 to 27 um, Poirier, but um, McGregor landed 71% and uh, Poirier landed 55%. Um, I think in all honesty uh, that I can be right now because I fucking still love Conor's cock in my face. (laughs) I believe the fucking first, the, the, the check kick that Rogan broke down. Uh-huh. He kind of tweaked his ankle there, I think because if that shit was broken or whatever, it, he would have broke that shit way earlier. He had, um, he had, they still were on their feet for a little while. They still were doing, they still were throwing punches back and forth. Um, Dustin even said that Connor tagged them and kind of rocked them a little bit on feet, uh, with a punch. He didn't see, um, I honestly thought that until the guillotine, McGregor was beating Dustin on his feet. He had multiple leg strikes. He had multiple uh, combinations on their feet, uh, where it looked like Dustin was just kind of waiting it out. Um, He didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really notice too many um, strikes on his feet. There was a couple where Dustin clocked him pretty good. And I'm not trying to be biased towards McGregor, I'm just trying to see what I remember of the fight. Um, and then when Conor pulls the guillotine, or the guillotine, however you want to say it, I think that he felt his leg was compromised and kind of like when Diaz rocked him, he went for that shot and then Diaz, Diaz choked him out. I think that's what happened. I think his, his he might have thought he sprained his ankle or or did something to that effect. I don't think he knew how bad it was. Um, but, you know, the, all these guys are fucking warriors. They, All of them, they fucking fight with broken fingers and broken toes and all that shit. So he was just probably trying to gut through it. And then, um, you know, on the ground, McGregor landed about five or six in a row elbows to the fucking top of Dustin's head. And that's when Dustin started raining down those elbows. I don't know if you remember that part. Probably not, Mike, because you got blinders on. You got you got Poirier blinders on. Well, but, Dustin uh,
1: said that Conor McGregor was putting his fingers inside of Dustin's gloves and pulling him down, which is fucking cheating.
0: Right. But look, but look, and not not to back up, not to back up, um, Connor. I and I mean that. But those are fucking wily veteran moves, dog. Though it is cheating, 100%. I'm not gonna say it's not cheating, but those are fuck. Nobody saw it. If the ref would have saw it, he would have called it, right? Well, maybe not Herb Dean, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are wildly veteran moves. Uh-huh. And if he would have fucking landed an upkick with that move and knocked him the fuck out, nobody would have known any fucking, any other wiser. All these guys, if Poirier is fucking saying that he doesn't do any bullshit like that, fucking get an upper hand, maybe grab somebody's glove while they're fucking grappling or something. Get the fuck out of here. You're you're. That's bullshit, bro. That's straight bullshit. If you're saying that you don't do little tricks and little fucking cheat moves that you can get away with, I mean that's just fucking crap. If he's saying he never does shit like that, they all do it. All of them. Every single fucking last one of them, from the from the top level guys to the shittiest guys, do all that shit. So this sure you know, sounds a like the connor a connor
1: apologist dirt. act.
0: No, no, I no. Mean, it's a dirt Two of move. the three judges gave Dustin a 10-8, dude. I yeah,
1: don't think he was, he was in was control until
0: that fucking headlock. He, he was. He was fucking him up. No, 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 you're right. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm. I'm what I'm saying is, on their feet, Conor McGregor was getting the better of him, and I was, I'm not saying he fucked him up. I'm saying he was getting the better of him with those leg strikes and with a couple of the combinations. As soon as it went to the ground, it's fucking over.
2: Matt? Huh. Uh... Yeah, I think I, I, I sort of agree with that. As soon as he went for that guillotine, it's funny you mentioned Diaz one because that was the first thing I thought of too, was when he started, when Conor got desperate in Diaz one, he tried to take him down and it's like, oh, you're going to take down Nate Diaz now? Like, what are you doing? Um, sort of, so sort of the same thing. But to me, the fight is almost pedestrian. And like you said, Mike kind of takes a backseat to the to the nonsense surrounding it. Um, I don't know, you know, the 10 eights, all right, that's fine. He was getting fucked up at the end They're pretty good. Um, but he looked, you know, I would have liked to have seen a round two, obviously, just to see what he looked like. Super anticlimactic ending. That's the takeaway for me. The ending sucked, really anticlimactic. Um, and then Connor's behavior, of course. I think as Connor fans, uh, we all took a good hard look in the mirror this morning and asked ourselves what we're supporting. I know I did. I woke up and still wearing my Connor shirt and I was like, felt gross. It was like, <laughs> oh, this is Here's nasty.
1: Thing. It-, it was hard to understand him. Uh, when Rogan yeah, was, he was, befell- really hard was sitting down in the corner with him, and uh, this childish rant that Connor went on, so I finally somebody actually trans translated this here, oh, and you mean, uh, make I sent, us sent us this to see you guys again. this morning. So Connor, Joe, Connor, the fight obviously stopped in a horrible way. Give us your thoughts on how it was going, Connor. I was boxing the bleeding head off of him. I was kicking the bleeding leg off of him. He also tried diving to close the distance this is not over if I have to take it outside with him it's all outside I don't give a bollocks so then Rogan says he said that he believes that one of the kicks that he checked was what broke your leg he said there was no check yes there was was not one of them got checked bullshit so then he says your wife is in me DMs hey baby hit me back and she's in the octagon when he's saying this hit me back and we'll chat here later on i'll be down at the after party the wind nightclub baby you're looking busy little hoe fuck him so and she's hot well, i find this hilarious because there was an article stated mcgregor did not in fact make his post fight uh party because he was in a hospital bed
2: waiting surgery in the morning so uh Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty gross stuff. I mean, I mean, come on,
0: let me, let me just say this, though. Let me just say this.
2: Dude, don't even fucking try to defend this, please. No,
0: no, no, listen, 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 listen. Oh, here we go. I'm not defending that. Listen, why the fuck would you interview a guy that just fucking broke his leg like that? I do
2: agree with that. Okay. I do agree. I agree with that. I was gonna say, I don't know what Rogan was thinking. Probably, after that,
0: he didn't he didn't um, interview Weidman. He didn't interview fucking Silva. He didn't interview any of those other fucks, dude. Yeah. Connor, look, 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 look. It's it, it's it's gonna sound like I'm sucking his dick right now, but, but you are. But go the, ahead. That kind of trauma, that kind of trauma. What are you? What are you even thinking? What are you even doing? Like, he probably would have said that anyway. Maybe for sure, probably ninety nine percent. But you just, you're interviewing a guy that has a fucking broken leg in half, bitch. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? That's crazy to me. That's crazy, Okay, bro. yeah, that
2: I completely, I completely agree with. I don't know. I mean, I know what Rogan was thinking because it's Connor. You stick a microphone in front of his face. You're going to get some craziness. It gets views. It's good for the UFC. But he should never no. have interviewed him. Come he should have been out of that fucking
0: octagon yeah. ASAP, bro. As soon as they fucking, yeah, as soon as they put that fucking uh, splint on his leg or whatever the fuck, he should have been out of there. On the stretcher that he was told to, uh, Poirier he was going to put him on. That's the
2: other thing. His leg was broken. He was in a splint, and they just left him on the ground like for an interview. That's yeah. why. Wi- that's that's almost irresponsible. That's wild, but I dude. Yeah, it's wild. Like I, I'm not going to defend anything he said. He was a real piece of shit last night. And, the build uh, of this know, fight
1: like he... though, like Connor tried to go full heel, back to his old yeah. roots, talking shit about Poirier's wife, saying he was going to murder Poirier, he was going to leave him in a body bag. And it's funny. I watched Dustin's post-fight presser, and he was more pissed off about those comments than the shit about his wife. He said, Mm -hmm. "My wife's solid. You know, there nothing's gonna phase her." But you know, talking about killing a man and shit like that. He said, "This ain't over. We're gonna fight again in the octagon or in the streets." You don't say shit like that.
2: (sighs) I just have to say, good for Dustin Poirier because. His retirement is now set. He's gonna fight Connor nine more times. Connor's uh-huh. gonna have no arms and legs left. He's gonna be—he's literally the Black Knight from uh, Monty Python now. Where he just has no uh-huh. arms and legs left, and he's like—he's like, I have not yet begun to fight, or whatever. Yeah. Dustin's gonna have like six Lamborghinis and a yacht by the time this is all over. But he's a gonna scratch. get those. hes just, he's, he's but it's just but a scratch. I'm still ready. I'm still ready to go. We're gonna fight in the streets. The guy can't even walk, and he's like, we're gonna go fight outside. I and mean, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um, but you know, good for Dustin. He's, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna be a very wealthy man off Connor fights. He's gonna get to beat the piss out of Connor and make a whole lot of
0: money in the process for probably the next 10 to 15 years. So I'm happy for him here. Here's what I agree with the announcers. I agree that, that, uh, if Connor comes back, he's a high level fighter, but he's not a high level fighter for the top, for the top championship levels. Uh, no, Poirier probably not get probably not even Gaethje anymore. Um, Possibly could beat Oliveira, but I I just, I think he's from like five down, nobody could beat him. Um, I don't see how, after this, well, after the fucking last fight he lost to Poirier, um, I just don't see how he returns back to, to form. He's got trillions of dollars. He doesn't need, he doesn't need to fight. You might still love the game, but you can't, I mean... It gets fucking, um, it gets dangerous as you can see when you're just doing it because that's your job instead of, instead of grinding and loving it and, and still kind of feeling it. You know what I mean? And I take that away from, from coaching. You know, if if you're wrestling somebody that doesn't want to wrestle or doesn't want to be there or is kind of going half assed that's how you get hurt. Yeah. So, I mean. Totally. You know that's kind of where i'm i am with that i'm i'm gonna still be a connor fan but dude that shit was fucked up last night that was piece of shit stuff 100 i'm not
2: 100 sh- sure i am a connor
0: fan anymore
2: at this point i mean what's what's to be a fan of uh, now right like i get it we, what we are is we're, we're fans of 2016 connor that's the connor we want to see every time we right sure that. but the reality is it's 2021 He's not who he once was. He he's, I mean, Dustin called him a dirtbag last night and he is kind of acting like a dirt. No, he's acting like a dirtbag. bag. Um, so at, at some point you just got to be like, what are, what are, what are we fans of at this point for Connor? He's um, in a weird position because I don't know if he even can come back. Time is all of a sudden not on his side. He's 33. This injury looks like he could be out for a year, maybe more. Uh, that's a bad injury.
1: It's six um, months maybe, all that's,
2: day. That's, oh, a hundred percent. All day. More Probably more. Yeah probably more and and even if he does decide to come back yeah where does he go he's not good enough to win you know or to beat the elite 155 fighters you know the nate diaz fight sticks out but then what then he's literally just a prize fighter then he's just fighting for money he doesn't need so i don't know i i'm very skeptical he even fights again
1: there's two fights that make sense to me right off the bat one is obviously diaz and i think everybody kind of sees that's probably where this is going Uh, another fight would be to move up to 71s and fight Masvidal you know kind of big draw versus because I don't think Masvidal especially if he loses the next fight um, Gilbert Burns called him out and I don't think Masvidal can beat Gilbert Burns which we'll get to that fight in a minute here but um, he's got like big money fights left but not championship fights in my opinion this is not he's done he's not a championship fighter anymore
2: well, even the, only- the trajectory for him to come back, it's like, okay, he's out six months to a year, then he's got to win at least at least one to legitimately claim he can be in contention for a title, yeah. really more. But we know Dana's gonna give him the, the Dana White privilege treatment that oh, yeah. he gets. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I just don't see it happening.
0: I agree, I agree with all that. And and again, like, I think you're right, Matt. Uh, is, so here's the thing, right? Wh- whatever Connor steps in the ring, right? you're you're still hoping to see or still wanting to see uh him hit that one shot mm-hmm. or fucking do you know do what conor does kind of like kind of like how i feel about nick nick and nate diaz right like i know that nobody that they fucking losing i know that that's what it is but there's that one chance and it happened with leon edwards where something can happen and every, all the shit talking how much he sucks this that whatever goes right out the fucking door. Diaz did it to fucking Connor. He did it to Edwards. And that's the reason why I still want to see Connor kind of do good, I guess, is because I know that going into that ring, he's still a dangerous motherfucker. And he can hit you with that spinning back fucking heel or that left hand that's dropped fucking everyone. And I think that I think you're right, though. I'm hoping for the 2016 Connor, And it just keeps fucking getting watered down the the more and more we get into it.
2: That's exactly how I feel. Is you, you you watch him fight? He's he's he is he's fun. He's undeniably a fun person, even when he's being an asshole. Um, I, I think there's a bit of that projection too. That like we can't act like that. We'd get fired. We'd get canceled. <laughs> nobody sure. would talk to us again. So you get to watch this guy act in a way that we are not allowed to act, and it's kind of fun sometimes.
1: I'll tell um, you what. The ESPN announcers were shitting all over him for all this though. All of them. Well, he there wasn't one it. of them
2: that backed him up. Yeah. No nobody should back him up in this moment. He deserves yeah. he deserves to get shit on. He he was acting like a dirtbag. He took yeah. it too far and he's not winning. That's the thing. We all left Connor when he was, you know, shit talking in 2015, 2016 cuz he'd go out there he'd say all these crazy things but then he'd back it up with a win. Well now he's now he's just losing and doing so in increasingly embarrassing fashion. So now he's a loser and the shit talker and he's acting like a dirtbag. Yeah everything they're saying now he just and, sounds
0: like a big ass fucking baby
2: yeah yeah now he sounds like a baby he sounds like such a baby yelling at the ref make sure it's a doctor stoppage yelling about how he's going to take it outside yelling about dustin's wife while she's standing right there i mean come on it's so it's so low class this is
1: a married man with a family saying these things to another man's wife
2: you yeah know what I, mean? I mean yeah i think you said or one of you said it, like what must uh what must connor's wife feel like or i don't know if they're married but what, what must d feel like today like her, yeah. her husband, her meal ticket is in there yelling at some other girl, meet me at the club or whatever. What yeah. the fuck?
1: Hey, Rich, I wanted to ask you this. um There's been a lot of talk that possibly the decline of Connor is the layoff, the long layoff. I, I, Teddy Atlas said there's two Connors He said, you know how there's B, C, and A, D? With Connor? it's B, F, before Floyd, and A, F, after Floyd. Everything's kind of gone downhill since that Floyd Mayweather fight and they're pointing to the gap in time that he was out of the game and all these other guys like Poirier have gotten way better and, and adopted new styles and gained new skills and Connor seems to be stuck not progressing in that sense. Do you agree with that notion, Rich?
0: Uh, I do. I do. Uh, again, I take a lot of stuff back to, to coaching and wrestling. It's like if you step out of the game, for for my game, for instance, like wrestling, right? If I stopped coaching for two years, and I got back into it, the shit that I do now is gonna be irrelevant. Right. Like that's just the way it goes. It fucking evolves so fast. And while you're in the game, you're learning new things, and you're watching videos, and you're doing whatever, and you're seeing the new stuff coming, and you can help that and teach it because you you have a you have like a um, a style or whatever that that can accept that. But if you totally get away from it and you're not even looking at it, and you're not even fucking dealing with it, then you go back and look at it, everything is fucking changed and evolved, and you are the guy in the background. And that's kind of why I agree with that, Mike, because it's like like, uh, these older guys, even like Carlos Condit last night, you saw it, like, you know his name, Carlos Condit, but has he evolved? He hasn't. You know what I mean? It it seems like fucking, um, like Robbie Lawler, like nobody fucking you can't fucking brawl like that anymore bro you, you you're gonna fucking besides the cte you already have look at fucking um uh diego sanchez same thing like all these guys just haven't evolved and they just think that they can just do the same shit and it doesn't work and that's con- gonna be that's a theme 100%. for the next
1: fight we talk about it pains me to say it but it's fucking true um right i mean go ahead but, but, but before we get move on um Do we all think Dustin's going to beat Oliveira? Yes. I do.
0: On his feet, I think so. Um, If it comes to the ground, that's a fucking... uh, Oliveira is like a fucking wizard, bro. I don't know. And I know there's different degrees of black belt, right? Like, you can be a black belt with this school, but if you learn... If you're a black belt in the fucking Brazil right in school favelas you're still fucking dirty you're still fucking running through the fucking rainforest away from fucking saber-toothed tigers probably over there and shit yeah. that hasn't been evolved. i mean there's just a fucking certain thing that you can't beat dude and i think that's it i think i think oliveira on the ground is superior
1: so this brings us to the co-main and this is it's the theme of not evolving, right? And, and uh,
2: Wait, I'm I'm sorry, there were other fights last night. Yeah, <clears throat> Stephen oh, Wonderboy Thompson I, I taking no on Gilbert Burns.
1: It's karate versus jiu-jitsu, um, and with 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 this fight, it wasn't a very remarkable fight. It was pretty much just Burns taking him down and controlling him, which Wonderboy usually has good takedown defense, but it wasn't enough here. And uh, you know, Rich. Pointed this out when we were texting in the fight, too. Like, Wonder Boy just has no wrestling. If you can get him to the ground, it's game over. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. He he did get up once in the first round. Um, I thought he won the second, and I, the judges did too, because I think they all scored at 29 28. But uh, Burns getting takedowns in, in the third round pretty much sealed it. Wonder Boy kind of wobbled them at one point. Burns shot in and took him down, and that sealed it. So that's a wrap for Wonder Boy. He's just a—he's just going to be a gatekeeper at this point. And Burns called out Masvidal after. Uh, That's—that would be a good fight for him. But um, you know, I don't know. It's—it's it's very murky right now in that weight class. What's going to happen? What'd you take from it, Matt?
2: Um, I remember so little about this fight. It was so unremarkable. I think I was making cocktails at the time. Um, I think there you go. I watched Dana's. I watched Dana's presser, and even he was like, "It wasn't he a good fight." Yeah. <laughs> he did. He yeah. was like, "I don't know." He won. He good yeah. for him. Uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 I would have loved to have seen Wonder Boy win. I think he and um, Usman would have been, you know, an interesting fight given what happened last night. I think he definitely yeah. would have lost. But um, plus, I think just just think Usman's on a different level than everybody else right now. So that yeah. that division is weird. It is murky. I don't know where, um, you know, who's gonna fight who next. I don't think anybody does. Um, yeah. I would like to see. Um, I don't know if he's already fought him, but I'd like to see Burns fight Leon Edwards. That kind of makes sense to me, but I know everybody wants a, a Mosfet or an ABS fight right now because that's where the money's at. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's well, a hi, Rich. Um, so I kind of, it was an under, it was an underwhelming fight for sure. So I just started getting in into the technique of, uh, of what Gilbert Burns was doing. Beautiful, beautiful shots to the legs. Um, at one point, He shot a, he shot like a high crotch and came out the back and it was like a fucking pretty cool scramble. Yeah. Uh, But what I was really tripping out on is when um, Gilbert Burns got on top and he wasn't really trying to do any ground and pound because I think he knew at that point in the third, I think he knew at that point that, um, that uh, the fight was his. So I started focusing on like the little details he was doing. So. So as Wonderboy was sitting on his butt and he had his hands behind him like this, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Gilbert Burns was like like laying on and with his left hand he reached behind his back and grabbed his fucking wrist and put uh Wonderboy on his elbow and that and he was like laying on his side on the elbow in the in the cage. That to me was pretty impressive because in in a in a fight situation or like in a wrestling situation, what I'm what I'm what I'm getting from, is like you take away what they need, and Gilbert Burns knew that Wonder Boy needed to push off off that arm to fucking even like pop hips or to stand up, and I was just noticing those fine little details, and that's what I thought was cool because again, uh, Wonder Boy just hasn't evolved from that karate shit. Yeah. We saw it with Leota Machida. Um, You know it works because it's a hard style to to, um to train because nobody fucking fights like that you know right and but you have to be an mma fighter
1: complete fighter
0: yeah i mean and uh, going back to even connor like his wrestling sucks his defense sucks uh for wrestling uh his jiu-jitsu is not at any high level so i mean you know Wonderboy has no jiu-jitsu, he has no wrestling, he has no scrambling, he has no grappling. You know, I mean, he can defend something every once in a while, but not when you get a high-level motherfucker like Gilbert Burns, dude. That's crazy. So, uh, with all that being said, I was focusing on the technique that I was watching because uh, I think Gilbert Burns dominated that shit except for the second round.
1: So, this next fight, to me, was the absolute highlight of the night for me and this was bam bam tuba vesa knocking greg the woman beater hardy the fuck out and shattering his orbital socket oh my god dude first of all this guy comes out to the spice girls if you want to be my lover which i was just dying laughing he's he's out there dancing and chiving and he's just this tubby roll of dough dude he's the everyman and uh Uh, They start mixing it up, and he's chopping the shit out of Greg Hardy's leg real hard. Greg Hardy gets one on him and kind of wobbles him. And then as he does that, Greg Hardy rushes in with both of his arms open. And uh, Bam Bam hits him kind of with a, uh, I think it was a right, uh, I might have been a right hook. I don't remember. But whatever it was, it fed him right into the left hook. And... He didn't even hit him flush. It was kind of like uh, not a straight shot, but like he kind of hit him kind of with this part of his hand, like um, the knuckles part, like it wasn't a straight on flush shot. He, dude, he put his lights out immediately. Hardy falls to the ground and the ref didn't even let him get follow up shots because he knew that motherfucker was out, dude. And he was in a ton of pain on the ground. Um, Grabs a shoe from a random fan drink some beer out of it. And as he's walking back, he's drinking beer out of everybody's shoes. Someone put hot sauce in one of them. Then this Someone pull, poured a uh, entire mug of beer from the top of the rafters and he's just drinking it in his mouth. This guy became an absolute star because with all these eyes on this product, because it's a McGregor fight, so many people got to see this. It was much like Derek Lewis when he um, knocked out a... Volkoff, in like the last minute, he does the My Balls is Hot uh, promo. That kind of is what shot <laughs> him to superstardom. So I think as long as this guy can keep winning, he'll be another like future star in the heavyweight division. But um, I thought it was fantastic. Let's start with you on this, Rich.
0: I don't, I, he's a star 100%. I don't think he's, I don't, I think he's good enough to beat these lower level to maybe like uh, 7, 8, nine, 10. Again, with kind of like with the evolution thing, you know, I know these heavyweights stand and bang for the most part, but if you're going to, if you're going to try to fight like a DC or like, I know yeah. DC's retired, but Stipe. if you're going to fight like a DC or like a Stipe or even like a fucking, uh, Cyril gone. Mean, just even just yeah, a gone or even like a John Jones, like John Jones is going to take these motherfuckers down, bro. So was Blades, this, guy is yeah. not, this guy's not going to know what he's. I've seen him on his back, dude, and he looks like a fucking flopping fish, you know?
1: He's got nothing so, for the top five or six heavyweights. You're right about that. But, yeah, he's, but I guess he's one of those all guys. That being said, he's fun to watch. With all
0: that being said, he's a fucking star, right? He's a star. Yeah, right. He's like a Nick or Nate Diaz. He's like a fucking, you know, those guys that fucking, I mean, he also has a beautiful attitude. Uh you know, I love, I love his fucking attitude. He's like a happy-go-lucky guy and fucking yeah. like, yeah. you know, but he also tells the truth and he's like, I'm not the, f-. he said literally, I, I listened to his post-fight thing and he was like, I'm not the fucking one to stand and bang with, bitch. If you want to do that, you're going to get fucking knocked out. That's the <laughs> bottom line. That's that's exactly what he said. I'm well, I not love the it. fucking one to stand and bang with.
1: When they bitch. announce him, uh, they're like, a uh, street fighter.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. What
1: discipline is that?
2: Uh, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I have some thoughts on this. For, it's it's interesting because I agree he's a star. I've seen him fight once or twice before this, and he's always very entertaining. I think the shoeys need to be banned. I find that it to be completely disgusting. Get rid of that <laughs> nonsense. It's so fucking gross. I'm I'm sorry. He's got to have something disease wise going on in that mouth now. Um, but it's interesting because there's this there is this chasm between in the UFC between who are the stars and who are the champions. It doesn't really seem to matter if you're a champion anymore. You can the three biggest draw. I think I saw this today that the three biggest draws in the UFC, Connor, Nate and Jorge are zero and six in their last six fights. That's well, there you go. That's wild That is wild. <laughs> and they're the three biggest stars by far. And they will probably continue to be so at least for a while. Um, so, yeah, Tuivasa can absolutely be a star. And I think he will be. He's really funny. He's really entertaining. Um, and to go back to one thing that Mike said, not to not to go back to Connor and not to defend Connor because I'm not, but this is the other. This is the flip side of of like of his of his whole thing and why he's good for the sport because he does make other people famous. Because when you tune in to see a Connor fight, um, you know maybe you're a casual fan, you get more into it because of that. Uh, maybe you see somebody that you never would have seen fight before and you start following them. You know it's. He's good for the sport. We hate to admit it, but he does elevate the sport. He's brought so many fans in, uh, me included. I started as a Conor fan, then became a UFC fan. Um, so yeah, that's that's the flip side to all his nonsense. It it does, it's good for the it's good for the sport.
0: But he's an asshole.
2: <laughs>
1: um, so this brings us to Irene Maldonna. Don't,
0: Don't even. Don't even. Yeah. Sean O'Malley and Moutinho. Let's go there. <laughs>
1: Oh, hold on hold on uh, i just want to say a couple things about this we won't stick on it long and yana kunatsukawa uh Aldana just manhandled her basically threw a knee down on her face and pummeled her on the ground she gets the win she misses weight by five pounds dana white did not know that she missed weight that's pretty incredible to me he was talking about giving her a bonus for and he said she looked the best out of anybody that night and i'm like well yeah, she, she 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 missed weight by five pounds, so she was obviously fresher. I mean, she said she was on her period this week. We were talking about this last night. I don't know if they give more slack to women for things like this, but um, you know, this is kind of like maybe she can get a shot at Nunez after this because these ch- these women are rigged kind of kind of high. But I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Rich? Do you do you do you let her slide for something like that, or or, or does she have to? Fight somebody else and make weight.
0: Uh, This, this is where this is where for me like a like a uh, like a double-edged sword, right? Because I coach high school girls wrestling as well, right? Okay. So, and and you know, girls have periods. That's what that's what happens. Women have periods. That's that's what it happens, right? Yeah. Um, some of my girls in crucial tournaments like the state tournament or the Masters tournament were on their periods and like retained a bunch of water right right Um, with that being said my girls never missed weight there you go so I do think there should be a but how do you prove it right what do you go check fucking bleeding vaginas I mean (laughs) I think there should be a a maybe a <laughs> you can laugh <like> at that <laughs> whose <drop> job is that? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Like th- there should be uh, maybe a maybe a half pound, maybe a pound allowance, yeah, uh, for something like that. Because men will never have to deal with that, right? And don't ever know what it, what it feels like to fucking retain water like that or be bloated, except for my fucking fat ass because I'm fat, the fatter than I've ever been. But like, I think there should be a thing. But again, how do you check that? How do you fucking, how do you, you know, everybody could say, everybody could fucking say I'm on my period. You know what I mean? Five pounds is a lot though. Five pounds is, is a hell of a lot, but she's a fucking big ass woman, dude. That <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she made that other fucking lady look small, dude. Any thoughts, Matt?
2: Um, on the weight cut or the fight? Because I don't remember the fight. I think I was eating pizza during this fight. What about the weight uh, cut? Uh, yeah, the weight cut. I don't think you can let something like that go. Five pounds is a big, that's a big, that's a big gap. Um, and it's ultimately, it's, it's, I don't know as nearly as much about this as Rich does, but ultimately it's unfair. Um, and yeah, it's a kind of embarrassing that Dana didn't know she missed weight. It's like, Absolutely. we get it, Dana. You were too busy running around giving Connor a handy all week long. But 100%. pay attention.
1: Uh, so we opened with... Sugar Sean O'Malley taking on newcomer Chris mm. Um This guy, Chris Motonino, is a fucking zombie. He's I have never badass. seen anybody get hit in the face more times in one fight. So I'm looking. give you the stats here. Total strikes, uh, 230 from Sean O'Malley. Which 230 of those were significant strikes? All of Fuck. them. Every single one of them. hundred and forty-four of those strikes were to the head compared to 70. That is absolutely insane, dude. He was a fucking walking punching bag. This got the fight of the night. I kind of disagree with that because the prelims had a, a hell of a banger. But, um... God damn, dude. At least this kid got an extra 75 grand so he can go... You know, find a a proper CTE scan and uh, a brain doctor because he's for sure got brain damage after this fight.
0: Yeah. Well, let me let me go let me go. Sorry, man. Okay. Cut you off. okay. Look, yeah. no, here's the crazy here's the crazy thing. Uh, homeboy Moutinho landed seventy of seventy, and all of them were uh, significant strikes as well. Yeah. I've never seen that either. Way, so, I mean, dude. obviously that obviously that's a fucking big discrepancy, but I mean, look at the numbers there, man. Like, you're right. 230 for 230, that's crazy. But this guy also landed 70 and all of them were significant strikes. So that's pretty crazy too. Um, Sean O'Malley uh, threw 100 more strikes, exactly 100 more. Um, but this guy is a fucking... Fuck the Korean zombie. This guy... Is a fucking zombie, dude. I have. He was out. Did you see him coming up for the second round? He was standing in the corner, still fucking wobbly. His yeah. legs were fucking buckling, like. Yeah. And and the ref was good. And as soon as he got hit, boom, he was back up on it and fucking right in his face. I've never seen anything like that, dude. I disagree with you, Mike. I believe this was the fight of the night. Um. I mean, this guy was just fucking walking through Sean O'Malley's fucking shit like it wasn't even nothing, dude.
1: Well, uh, what'd you think of this fight, Matt?
2: Well, I'm gonna sound like a wuss here, but this is how I this is how I feel. Fights like this kind of bother me. Uh, re- first of all, respect to what's his name, Green Hair. Uh, incredibly tough. Um, I definitely want to see more of him in the future because he's a nutcase. Um, But, and I know it was a last minute fight, big opportunity for him, first fight in the UFC, but first fight in the UFC and throwing him to Sean O'Malley, who's like, you know, up and coming, really hungry. uh, It just feels, it feels dangerous to me. This is how people get hurt. And I don't, I didn't like that fight just because it was like, oh, cool. We're just going to use this guy as a punching bag for three rounds. Very, very talented, very skilled. Want to see more of him in the future, but it's like, okay, we get it. You're just going to just kick the shit out of him for three rounds.
0: No, um, I disagree with that. Huh? I can't disagree with that. Yeah, just like, just,
2: just it made me feel a little gross watching it. Like, yeah, it's amazing, but at the same time, we're watching somebody get, you know, brain damage in real time.
1: Yeah. Did you disagree with the stoppage, Matt? Uh,
2: no, 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 no. There was Rich? like multiple times before that I thought it could have been stopped. Yeah,
0: Rich? not at all. I don't, I don't disagree with you, Matt. Uh, that it should have been stopped before that but 28 seconds left this guy has immediate brain damage uh let him finish it out dude he's a fucking warrior and that just goes to my to my competitive side like the guy fucking survived three rounds of fucking hellacious fucking kicks and punches and everything like that there's 28 seconds left i mean let the guy go out and shield man i mean fucking warrior bro like he he got fucked up there's no question i don't know man I, i'm i'm like 70 30 against the stoppage but the 30 that i am for a uh, matt i totally agree with you i i think it was a bad look for the ufc a little bit because this guy just got thrown to an absolute fucking alpha wolf mm-hmm. you know but you survived that shit. you you got fucking knocked down you were wobbly, and you still kept coming forward. And you got 28 seconds left, and you stop it. I don't know about that, man. I, that's fair. I don't know about that.
1: This this reminded me of uh, Holloway against Calvin Guitar and Holloway against Ortega. It's like right. that was it was not bad of a beating. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, does this diminish O'Malley's uh, stock a bit because he's supposed to put this kid away? I guess he did, actually. I mean, they stopped the fight. So uh, we'll see what's next for him. couple styles, fights in the prelims. Styles,
0: styles make fights, right? So, you know, I don't think it diminishes Sean O'Malley's um, star power or anything like that because you're not going to put everybody away, dude, no matter what. Like, I know he was supposed to put this guy away, but... Uh, you know not even the top level guys probably except for khabib puts everybody fucking away and khabib didn't even do that he had close fights with with ally Aquinta and fucking yeah. you know all these you know a couple other guys so i don't think it diminishes his star power as long as he keeps winning as long as people keep wanting to see him um i like kind of like his attitude sean o'malley where he's like i don't want to rush into things man i just want to keep coming up and climbing and, fighting people and and doing that because you know it will happen in time. He he's already a star, but if they throw him to the big dog right now and he gets fucked up, he's going straight down. Kind of like what happened to uh to um the fucking white gorilla, or whatever the fuck. That guy from England, what's his name? Darren Till. Yeah, Darren Till. Yeah. Kind of like what happened to him. He, they, he got thrown to the wolves and just hasn't been the same ever since.
1: Uh, a couple fights in the prelims worth mentioning. Nico Price and Michelle Pereira had a hell of a fight. I thought that was a fight of the night. Um, Ryan Hall got put to sleep extremely bad. That's probably why Greg is not on this podcast right now. <laughs> he's like, oh, everybody's afraid to fight this guy. And he's just the best jiu-jitsu guy ever. And and uh, you saw how one-dimensional he was. And he got put to sleep hard. Um. That's pretty much it for the prelims. I want to get to a couple of news notes before we get out of here. This interim heavyweight title business. So surreal gone beats Volkov pretty decisively. Uh, It went to the cards Um, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, they announced that it's Derek Lewis and surreal gone in August for the interim heavyweight championship. They interviewed Derek Lewis at this event. Derek Lewis says the reason why this happened is because Nganu kept turning down fights with Lewis. They tried to get one, I guess, in July. He said, no, they tried to do one in August. He said, no, they tried to do one in September. He said, no. And so that's why this fight's happening. Um, It leads me to believe either that Francis doesn't want to fight Lewis because whatever, or he's holding out for John Jones, but we'll start with you, Matt. Um, what, what's your thoughts on this decision and, and how do you see it playing out?
2: I don't like this decision. Um, I mean, if Francis was really being difficult, then okay, that's understandable, but he j- just fought. I mean, they, they, they let fighters hold up a division all the time. I mean, Habib was fighting once a year when he was champion. I know there were some mitigating circumstances around that, but um, I think it's a little silly. Um, it re- feels like they're really rushing into it. My assumption was that um, Francis was holding out to fight John Jones. Understandable, There's going to be a lot more money to be made in that fight. Um, you know, especially at heavyweight, you never know how long you're going to have that belt. So, they did have a few
1: interim titles, though, for Habib, to be fair. It what? They had a few interim titles uh, when Habib was holding up the division, to be fair.
2: That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Dustin was a a fan. one of them. I don't love interim titles just in general. I find them to be kind of silly, but I get it. You, you always want a title fight in your pay per views. So, you make up interim titles. Um, one other business thing here is, Amanda Nunez notoriously has some of the worst selling pay-per-views of anybody like I think definitely the worst of any champion so this kind of just fell on Dana's lap where it's like okay cool we'll put a heavyweight fight on it's technically an interim heavyweight title fight Francis is being difficult I also think this is a little bit of a power move from Dana because Francis was complaining about fighter pay that's a whole different conversation so I think a lot of things just came together and they were like well we'll just do this interim belt
1: this fight's in Houston, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Which that's where Derek Lewis is from, so mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it kind of makes sense in that regard. But what do you what do you take from this, Rich?
0: Um, I don't know if uh, Nganu can um, renegotiate contracts, right? I mean, uh, you have to fight your fights, and then after your fights, then you can renegotiate your contract if you're the champion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna get more money, obviously, because he is the champion now. Um, but I honestly see some kind of shady stuff from the UFC. I don't think that Nganu or his camp are that kind of people that are fucking dirty like that or that would do some shit like that. Uh, Dana put out a tweet against his manager, something like that. And then, I don't know if you saw it, but Dana said, oh, I wasn't talking about that guy. I was talking about the other guy. Like, what fucking other guy? No, I didn't guy? see that. Yeah, yeah. So, so the guy that responded to Dana... What he responded to Dana like, I don't know what you're talking about, Dana. I thought we had a great relationship. You know, uh, you know, we talked about things. Everything was going good, boom, boom, boom. And then recently, Dana said, you know, yeah, you guys keep telling me about this, you know, Nganu's camp or whatever. I wasn't even talking about the main guy. I was talking about this other guy. So he wasn't even talking about that guy that everybody thought he was talking about. Um, mm. I, I, I think... Um, and Ghana's doing the right thing personally, uh, because nobody Dana White didn't pressure DC or Stipe to fucking fight right away. He did, definitely didn't pressure Khabib, definitely didn't pressure McGregor. You know what I mean? Why the yeah. fuck is it different? He's he's not he's not pressuring shitty ass Usman, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so why why is it different?
1: I think that's what it comes down to is I've, according to Jesse on fire which I don't know how true you know how much this guy knows he's saying francis has one fight left on the deal he's trying to renegotiate to allow him to box as well I don't know if this is true or not but um yeah the UFC I don't know they're they're it it feels like the belts kind of they try to hold guys hostage with that kind of shit sometimes
0: so Couple I don't know Couple things before we go. Number one, um, again with the evolution thing, I think the, the UFC should evolve. I think um that the UFC should break off and do like a boxing uh like a like a UFC boxing or something like that, where these guys can compete, break have to do some stupid shit like that to fucking get in the boxing ring and make a little bit more money. I think that's uh-huh. fucked up. But I understand. If you, if you have a boxing match and you get knocked out or something happens yeah. and you can't compete for the UFC, then you're breaking contract there. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it's definitely a slippery slope, but I think the UFC needs to evolve. If these guys want to box on their off time, I mean, why not dude, but do it under UFC umbrella type thing maybe. Um, and then Mike, I know you probably don't have this on your notes, but a couple things, um, I want to say, uh, some really, really big boxing matches happened. Um, Mario Barrios uh, versus Gervonta Tank Davis. Uh, Barrios, everybody thought, he was the guy to beat Tank Davis finally. And Tank Davis knocked him the fuck out at per usual. Uh, this is one of Mayweather's little spin-off fucking cronies. But, yeah. you know, Tank Davis is a fucking monster. And he went up a weight. And nobody can beat this guy. If If you guys, you guys should fucking watch the fight. Um, or or just Google Tank Davis and watch some of his highlights so you can see how fucking much of a monster this fucking guy is. It's pretty amazing. <clears throat> the other the other fight that was uh, real notable was uh, Vasily Lomachenko fought um, Nakatani. Uh, everybody thought that uh, since Vasily lost his last match against Teofimo Lopez that he was going to have a tough time coming back. He made this fucking guy look like a fucking freshman, dude. I mean, yeah. it was badass. He's looks like he's back. looks like his footwork's back. He was hitting different angles. He was sucking this guy from the fucking side and, and jumping back in the front. The guy was doing a fucking 360, and he didn't know what the fuck was going on. And he knocked him the fuck out, too. So those are two notable uh, boxing matches that happened. Um, and I just wanted to go there because I know we don't really talk about that, but I thought those were pretty impressive.
1: Well, actually, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because it's the last thing I'm going to talk about here. Uh, I had full intentions to cover the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder 3, but that fight has now been postponed because Tyson Fury and his whole camp has COVID. That was supposed to be in a few weeks here, July 24th, I believe. Um, Now, there's some speculation here that this is all work, and the reason why is because tickets are not selling, and they want England to be able to travel at this time because I guess the last Tyson Fury fight... A lot of people from England were pushing up ticket sales um, and they think that'll kind of help out with the whole thing. So they're trying to, they're trying to aim for October now. Uh, What do you think about
2: that theory, Matt?
1: You think it's a work or you you think this is legit or what the fuck's going
2: on? I mean, boxing is so notoriously shady that it's, it's so possible. It's so possible. I mean, it's just, we all just accept like UFC. They got a lot of problems. Fighter pay going to be an issue some of the stuff they do with the belts. Yeah, Dana's got a little too much power, but man, we all just accept that in boxing there's a ton of corruption and payoffs and conspiracies and all this stuff. So, very possible. I agree
0: 100%. I agree 100%. I think boxing is probably the most corrupt fucking industry um with that kind of shit and I mean, I I can't even get into detail because You know, it's it's a complete work. I I I believe that one hundred percent.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We'll uh, catch you on the flip on the next one.